Welcome to Cathedral of Holiness Missionary Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. I am Bishop Dawn R. Brown, Senior Pastor and Founder. I pray that today's message inspires, uplifts, challenges, and more importantly, helps you to make a decision about your spiritual journey. I hope you enjoy the message. you don't exist as if you do exist but you don't have feelings 
like, like today in today's times, like I know it's always been this way, right? Because we're going we're gonna to hear from even in the scripture, but it seems like this is at another level of the way that people speak to you and talk to you. Like really, what gives you the right to be able to think that you can say that to me? You know, through my 30, how long I've been past, I've been in ministry, 38 years of ministry. Unfortunately, I have been hit several times with, you know, people speaking to me disrespectfully because they feel like, well, you're the pastor, you're a minister, so I can say whatever I want to say to you, and you can, you know, respond back. Now, understand that some Philly at times want to rise up. And unfortunately, South Philly did come up. She didn't come all the way up. But she, she came to a certain level. But, but then, you know, even not only in person, but the way that I see, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm almost about ready to just get off of social media. The way, or I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to post church stuff and organizational stuff, and that's it. Because the way that I see people coming at others, the way they speak to them, the way they bring up stuff, it's just, it's just at another level. And, and it's hard to keep your composure and your thoughts pure when you read some of the craziness that people say. It, it, it is difficult. You, you're still, you're trying to be safe. You're trying to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But just what you're reading it's difficult for you to not say something evil or bad. So, you know, the Holy Spirit in you compels you to love your enemy. But the flesh side in you, if we, if we want to be honest, wants to cuss them out. We want to shut them down. We want to put them in their place. How many times have you tried to be nice but people just like poking the bear. Amen. They know, right? They like poking the bear. People today could be so very disrespectful, selfish, and annoying. That's how I know Jesus coming back. Because folks are at another level. And, and let, me, let me just say, it ain't all unsafe. It ain't all unsafe. That, 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 that do it. Um, and, and, and depending on the kind of day that you're having can determine your response to someone else's ignorance. Amen? The Bible says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Repay no one for evil for evil. Do not avenge yourselves. You have heard that it says, I for an eye and two for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to the other. Now, I put several scriptures together there. Turn to the other. Uh, turn them. Turn to them. The other cheek also. I'm sorry, Jesus. That's, that's tough. It, it's rough. That is tough, especially when you're in a heated situation. I, I, it's, it's, it's difficult, right? You slap me once. And not necessarily slap me with your hand, but I've, I've seen where a first lady was actually slapped by a deacon. So was she supposed to turn her other cheek and let him slap that one too? It's, it's tough. When you're 
in a heated situation. Hurt people hurt people. But when the hurt person directs the hurt words at you, what is your response? The worst is when they say something hurtful to you with a smile. Have you ever gotten that? You know you fat, right? I had people tell me <laughs> with a smile. You got so chubby. <laughs> with, a, with a smile. <laughs> And the wicked will not escape condemnation, 
God will judge even careless, idle, or literally worthless words. What may seem merely like trivial or casual remarks may at times better reflect the true attitudes of one's heart than more carefully chosen words. Just like in, in, um, in verse uh, 24, where the Pharisees said that, that Jesus basically gets his power from Satan. So they may have said that casually, but Jesus knew exactly what they meant, right? And he knew what was in their heart. So even when we say things uh, jokingly, idly, it's put on record. And even as you a Christian, not only do a non-Christian have a give account, but the Bible says that every idle word that men speak, so that means Christians as well, every idle word that you speak, every wrong word that you say back to somebody else has been placed on record. Firm but compassionate. So how do you do the right thing when you come up against people who say and do hurtful things to you? As my daughter-in-law say, she just messy. Huh? When they're messy with their words or with their actions, like, like what are we supposed to do? I know some of you say, look, I'm not Jesus. Right? I know some of you said it. You said, I'm not Jesus. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Y'all use that song by James Cleveland. Some of y'all don't even know who sung the song. But y'all use the words. God is not through with me yet. But verse 36 says you will have to give an account for those words. First John 2 and 6 says, He who abides in him ought himself to also walk just as he walked. Meaning that if you abide in Jesus Christ, you will at least try to live like him. Right? So what's the plan, Bishop? What do we do? Well, I, I come by to tell you that Jesus left us a blueprint on how to live our lives. Jesus was both firm and he was a compassionate. If I could use this, I'm sorry to use this vernacular with, with uh, you know, and, and say a Jesus at the same time, but Jesus was not a punk. Huh? He was not. He was not a pushover. He was not one that you could just say anything to and he just, you know. No, he knew exactly, matter of fact, <laughs> folks should have watched who they were talking to because he could read the book like a book. Well, I knew your mother's mother's mother. Huh? I know everything about you. He could have read them, but Jesus stood tall. He stood firm. So, uh, uh, so, so, so there, there, there are times when, when, um, uh, uh, the, the, there are times when we can see that Jesus spoke the truth, and that's one thing that we can we can see about him when it comes to him being firm. He always spoke the truth. In verse 34, he called the Pharisees the boat of vipers. He called them stakes. Jesus echoes John the Baptist in Matthew 3 and 7, showing that he believes that his accusers represent the bad tree with its bad fruit. Verse 33, Jesus said that a tree is identified by its fruit. If a, good, if, if a tree is good, it's going to bring forth, its, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. Then he calls them snakes. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things 
Jesus speaks with the undiluted truth without fear or repercussions in love. For ultimately the truth will set them free. Colossians 4 says that every let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer everyone. At times we need to respond, but be firm. Meaning hold your ground, but do it with grace. And I know that this takes practice. But God is, if you're still alive, he's giving you time to practice. Like Alan Allison, he, he didn't want to come to practice. I know I said this before, but he just, he, Alan so he just helped me out of here. Uh, but, but, but sometimes you need to put it into practice. And, and, and unfortunately, that means that you've got to be put in a situation to know how you're going to respond. Uh, my son said years ago, years ago, he stopped asking the Lord for patience. Because when he asked the Lord for patience, all this stuff happened <laughs> that caused him to have to use patience. Amen. That's why I stopped asking the Lord to in, 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 uh, enlarge my territory. I'll pray that prayer no more. <laughs> I'll sing that song and I'll pray that prayer. If you don't want to enlarge, don't ask the God to enlarge your territory. You better be careful about the songs that y'all sing. Amen. <laughs> but there are times when your response is to be quiet. In Matthew uh, chapters 26 and 27, Jesus stands on trial for his life. But the representatives of the Hebrew and Roman, uh, before the Hebrews and Roman law, in Matthew 26, 62, the high priest Caiaphas stood up and, and said, what do, we, uh, what do you have to say to this accusation? But in verse 63, the Bible says that Jesus kept silent. Next, he stood before Pilate and more haters, uh, found in Matthew 27, 12-14, and Pilate said, do you hear the long list of accusations? Aren't you going to say anything? Some of y'all would have been like, yes, I am. But the Bible says, and he answered him to, uh, to, and never said a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. But why didn't he say anything? Like, Jesus, why didn't you speak up? Why didn't you? You could have read them from A to Z. But it's interesting because he took the blame for things he clearly did not do. But he had a job to do. And someone said he had a job to do, and that was to die. And he could not let them stop him from going to the cross. Someone said he was guilty, but not in himself, but as our representative. Lord have mercy. Sometimes when you know the bigger picture is not worth saying anything. He had the final say with the resurrection. And you can imagine with all his accusers, uh, when all his accusers died and had to stand before them, had to stand before him, can you can you imagine the shock on their face <laughs> when they thought that they had to stand before him and that he really was the Son of God? But there, but there's times when Jesus showed compassion. A couple examples are why he's on the cross. Someone called Jesus the compassionate, the compassion champion. Luke 23, 34, Jesus asked his father to forgive his executioners and the ones tormenting him. Jesus' prayer of forgiveness is a beautiful expression of his infinite compassion and grace. It's interesting, though, with that prayer that Jesus shut the mouths 
that uh, that was excited about being at a, 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 a crucifixion. You remember when uh, when Paul said, "Who does it crucified?" He was like, uh, 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 "Set Barabbas free, crucify Jesus." Right? They was excited when they were at the crucifixion. They were all excited. They yeah, that we're gonna we're gonna take him down. Yeah, yeah, he's about to die. They all excited. But when Jesus prayed that prayer, he shut the crowd down because in verse forty eight. It says that the whole crowd that came to see the crucifixion saw what happened and they went home in deep sorrow. When you pray for your enemy, the Bible says that you reap coals of fire on their head. You don't realize, you don't realize that, that, that God is dealing with them and God will, will uh, place conviction in them. God will handle them. You don't realize that when you pray for your enemy, you in turn are blessed. When you bless your enemy, you in turn are blessed as well. It does, that's why he said don't repay evil for evil because it's not going to bring you back anything but, but evil, right? But when you repay evil with good, guess what you're going to get back? You will get back good. And God will use that very enemy to turn around and be a blessing to you. Oh, yes, he will. Yes, he will. Another example of Luke 23, 39. I said I wasn't going to get excited, but the word of God just does something to you. And I got I to gotta close this thing up. Another example is Luke 23, 49. Jesus is in between two thieves. One is being totally disrespectful. But the other one is like, man, yo, you talking smack. And you about to die. We were wrong. But this man did nothing. Oh, Jesus, can I have a conversation with you? Listen, I know you're dying, and I'm, in, I'm dying too. And I'm, I know you're in pain, but I'm in pain too. And since we both are about to leave here, since we both are about to get up out of here, this, this, this nut don't know what he's talking about, and he's being disrespectful. But I know that you are the son of God. So, yo, when you come into your kingdom, can you remember me? Because I sure know where to go. I've come by the 
sermon impacted your life today. So much so that if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus into your life, would you please pray this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Now guess what? If you pray that prayer, you are now saved. But the next step is for you to get to a Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church. If you are interested in becoming a member of our ministry, please contact us at 856-678-6144. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. May God's grace be yours in abundance.